So, um, a belated welcome back to Wozcast. Don't laugh. I lost, I lost my mojo. I lost a recording and I lost my mojo. Did you, have you mentioned that, uh, well, you haven't done a show since then, I guess. So. No. So, so what happened then uh, with this, this uh, missing recording that will never be heard? <laughs> I drank whiskey with my cousins and it was awesome and we recorded it and I lost it. Now, <laughs> to what end I lost it um, might have been that we drank um, a fairly copious amount of whiskey because after trying a couple of um, – I, I took over a bottle to try and then um, my uncle decided to bring out every other Isla whiskey that he had in the cupboard and, um, and it all went downhill from there basically. <laughs> So lost the recording slash might have hit the wrong button when I ended the recording. It was definitely recording at the time because I remember watching the time click mm-hmm. over. Anyway, it is what it is and it got lost and I got disheartened and um, all my cousins are really cool about it though. They're just like, oh, well, we'll just have to do it again, won't we? So did you? Remember- <laughs> there will be some time where we, um, where we do record it again and I will be recording with two devices, <laughs> not just one, two. Did you remember what whiskey it was you you drank at the time? Yeah, it was a um a, it was a Lafroig, and um it was the Cargis because we learned how to say Cargis the next night. Oh, right. <laughs> it was just one of my cousins and my uncle and I drinking, which was fun. We we played. How do you pronounce this whiskey? <sighs> and there's so many YouTube clips that'll tell you how to pronounce whiskeys, and it saves a lot of arguments. <laughs> I think Brian Blessed's the best one to go to. Oh, isn't he wonderful? Have you got – actually, you maybe should post that on the Wozcast one. There's a, a YouTube video of Brian Blessed and, uh, pronouncing all the different, different distilleries in Scotland. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. We, we shall do that. Yeah. Um, we got into some of the tasting ones, so that was uh, a little bit different as well um, because he'd do the pronunciation and then talk a little bit about the whiskey and then try some of the whiskey, so that was good as well. Ah. But um, that's not what we're doing tonight. <laughs> Tonight, you said you really need to record one of these, didn't you? That's right. I said, because uh, like, there's so many uh, podcasts out there where they kind of do a, a few episodes and then they just disappear. Nick uh, Branch. That, 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 that's <laughs> not true. That's not true. He's, yes. Um, but uh, <laughs> yes, I, do, I didn't want Wozcast to, to go by the wayside. And so, oh, you mean by the wayside completely, not just yeah. like be a slacker? No, no, no. Okay. I, mean, I mean, just. No, it's never going to disappear completely. I just. And then, of course, I intended on recording a Wozcast the other day with Rachel, and it turned into a new podcast. Yeah. <laughs> As you do. Yeah. So um, I've got another, another podcast, um, Not Dead Yet which is um, a, a, an interesting little thing that's just starting to find its legs. So we'll see how that one goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So I guess, um, so Cardius, um, Cardius, sorry, um, actually means dear friends. And there is no friend dearer than the kind of friend that rocks up and it's not even Christmas time, although it's getting close to. Mm. And he rocks up with a bottle of whiskey. And you're like, all right. And he can't drink because he's going out to dinner. So he has to be sensible. And we couldn't drink because we had to travel somewhere as well. I can't remember what we were up to. Heading into town for something. No, I think we'll go to Eugene's place. Oh, were we? Yeah. Okay. And so we're like, huh. Oh, we'll save it for a Wozcast. And so we have. We, we've saved a this little um, this little dram for a Wozcast. And do you know what? You were saying, have we been to Cardo? Because I was pretty sure we had. Yeah, yeah. 
And you're right. And I looked at where it was and I'm like, oh, that's why I wasn't sure. So we've got the glass because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what we tended to do was to grab a glass from each of the distilleries that we'd been to. Got the glass. Don't have much of the memories. Mm. And I suspect that was because we'd been to uh, – no, we went to Glenlivet in the morning. And they said, oh, if you like this tasting and if you want to try some of the new spirit, you need to go over and you need to try the um, – oh, goodness, I was just talking about it Abla. as well. Yeah, the Abla. <laughs> so you need to head over there. And we're like, yep, no worries. And they actually booked us into the tasting, which was really cool. So they organized that for us. So we chuffed off over there. And then we tasted lots of whiskey. <laughs> I tasted even more because you were driving. Yes. And so you could literally just have a mm. sniff of some of them. And then we decided to stop in at Cardu. I believe it was that trip. Do you do you believe so too? I think so. I think it's, it's very hard because when you've been to so many distilleries, they kind of blur into one. Yeah. I mean, particularly, yeah. particularly the Scottish ones because we have like done a, an absorbent amount of Scottish distilleries. There's some like there's particularly fond memories, like definitely that um, Glenlivet experience. Um, definitely Avalau because mm-hmm. I thought that was an excellent tour. Uh, do do do. Um, uh, Royal Loch Nagar in particular was a great one. Mm-hmm. Brook Laddie. Yeah. Brook Laddie was a great example. And so I, there's ones that stand out. Um, but when you get to the third distillery of the day, <laughs> um, not so stand out. And so, um, I'm kind of looking forward to trying this one. So we've got the, the 12 year old Cardo and I thought that we should, um, Make some strange noises on the microphone. That's a bit of an odd noise, isn't it? I wonder what's making that noise. I'm not sure. Is it something unplugged? Strange noises. Maybe the podcast is haunted. <laughs> uh, so, don't mind. I, I don't know the last time that I've actually drunk Cardo. I, I don't know whether we've had one in the house. No, I don't think so. Uh, and obviously. <laughs> That's really an attractive struggling. sound. What? Do you, uh, do, do you, the ASMR. <laughs> did you want some, uh, while you're opening the bottle, do you want some history about Cardo? Um, no, because, yeah, you can you can spring me with some history. Uh, okay, so it was uh, founded by Helen Cummings in 1811. By a lady. By a lady, yes. Nice. Yeah. Uh, as an illicit distillery. I was going to say, I believe there was some illicit distilling going on. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, licensed in 1824. Uh, and Cardu is the first distillery to be officially pioneered by a woman. Uh, in fact, uh, well, there, there's two women because in uh, 1872, Elizabeth Cummings, the daughter-in-law of the founders, took over the running of the distillery. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so I can give you a little bit of history as well. Do you know what um, Cardu is Gaelic for? No. It's Gaelic for Black Rock. Oh, okay. Which is... um. So uh, apparently the distillery was originally named Cardar, which um, seems to be marked on the map. So I don't know whether it was maybe named after the town or the town after the after the distillery. Who knows? But um, I think that it's quite quite an interesting little story there. Worth worth a bit of a, a read up. Um, apparently Elizabeth Cumming was known as the queen of the whiskey trade. Ooh. So I can imagine she would have been quite the character. So yeah, I I don't know I. Definitely don't recall that side of the history, that's for sure. But it also looks like a really, uh, you know, if you're going to be going to Scotland and you're going to do a uh, distillery tour, 
I don't think we toured here. I remember this one now because it's actually one of the um, one of the more prominent components of the Johnny Walker whiskies, and it's um, we ended up trying some of the whiskies that they had available, but we couldn't do a tour. It was too late in the day. Now I remember it, and we stood around a barrel kind of thing, and the guy try, um, got us to try a few different whiskies, including some of the um, jo- some of the Johnny Walkers. I'm going to pop the cork. Oh no, pop. Just more of a squeak. It's one of those really big, nice wide corks mm. as well. I'll have to make a list of those ones for when I'm um, old and, and arthritic because I thought that would be a thing. Um, also got a... That's where I could have sworn we'd talked about Cardo before. Uh, maybe not on this show. Maybe it was like in another show, but... Uh, Yes, I'm sure we've talked about it before. Are you sure? Yeah, well, I know I know we've talked about um, the distillery where the uh, spirit for Johnny Walker, like a lot of that comes from, yeah. being Cardu. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, – it, it's kind of uh, – yeah, just, just reminiscent. Uh, it makes me go, oh, that's uh, interesting. That noise is that, back. I know. It's like – it's the surprise noise. It just likes to sneak up on us. I wonder whether it was that mouse. Oh, is that like a Bluetooth mouse? Yeah, is it off? Turn it off. Uh, yeah, I will. That might have been it. Cool. Making Bluetoothy noises. How dare it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that is pretty much that. So it's one of those whiskies that I think we'd definitely go back and and try and do a tour there again. Mm. Well, the tours that they've got there, because they've got like just a normal distillery tour, uh, which is about 40 minutes long, and that's going to cost you uh, eight pounds to go and do that one, uh, which I'm, I'm assuming it's pretty much you know, the, the stock standard. You know, this is how you, you know, make the the, um, the crude beer that you turn into the whiskey once you distill it, uh, and this is how you make the, uh, the distill the whiskey and that sort of thing. Um, but you get a, a complimentary taste of Cardu, uh, and yeah, it's a uh, it's not not a, not a huge amount like for your uh, for your eight pounds. But they do have a guess do tour, uh, which is twelve pounds and goes for an hour. And uh, and this one's kind of cool because they do a blind taste testing of three whiskies, and you've got to kind you've got to try to guess which of the three Cardu whiskies they are. Oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah. So that's it's uh, that's kind of cool, and uh, you'll also get a, a complimentary Cardu dram glass as well. Apparently, so you get the the guided tour of the the distillery, then you participate in a nosing and tasting of the three whiskies, and you'll get a, a scorecard when you taste the whiskies blind, uh, but not not like you won't be blindfolded or anything like that. Um, and the winner who guesses all three whiskies will win bragging rights, and then their name will be added to the Hall of Fame. So it's uh, it's pretty cool if you're a fan of uh, whiskeys and uh, want to get yourself in one of the whiskey hall of fames. Nice, I'd love to be uh, um, mm. in the hall of fame, but I don't know whether I've got the talent for that. That's pretty exciting. Now, do you want to try this whiskey? Well, they've got another tour as well. Oh, there's a. <laughs> can we try the whiskey and then uh, you can tell us about it? Because I'm thirsty. Okay, I went for a run. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cheers. You have to lean over. Oh, 
we going to um, talk about the colour first and the nose, or are we just going to dive straight into the Oh, no, no, I'm quite, I'm quite happy to um, – I just wanted to cheer you first. Yeah. I thought it seemed quite – Quite polite. Um, and what do you think of the colour, sir? It's a, it's a very uh, rich uh, amber colour. It's not like some some of them you get like a, a really pale straw, but this one looks like it's got a, a bit of a bit of colour to it. Well, it's only a twelve year old as well, yeah. so you're not you're not talking a lot of time in that barrel, mm, mm. and so it is quite dark for for that colour. Oh, smells yummy. And she pretty much says what it's going to do on the box. I mean, in, in terms of like that that smoky tobacco-y kind of, don't you think it has a little bit of that sort of tobacco-y kind of smell? Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's um, no, oh, not according to this one. It's kind of got that. I don't know. Maybe it's leathery, like you know, like that leather, like that sort of like old-fashioned kind of smell. Smells like whiskey to me. You're hilarious. <laughs> so you're not getting anything? Any honey? Yeah, no, it smells sweet. Is it, yeah, it's it's def- got that sweeter yeah. kind it's of not end really, of the scale. I don't think there's any smoky smokiness or tobacco-iness to it. I think it's um it's like, it smells like you know like old couches that have been like well worn. Mm. I think it's just gonna be a, a a very sweet tasting whiskey. Yeah, my, I think I think you're probably right. Mm. Let's try this to see what to see what it tastes like. Oh, it's your kind of whiskey. It's very nice. It's um. I still think it's got that like that very even though it's sweet, it's just got that that roundness of that slight leathery taste. I don't know why. Mm. Especially just on that, like as you take that breath in after you swallow your little sip of whiskey. Yeah, it's certainly not going to be um one that's going to scare people away no like it's a, if people don't drink a, a lot of whiskey um this would be a good one to you know introduce them to mm. um it's got a, a you know really you know nice flavor there's a, a a subtle heat to it so it's not like it's going to burn the hell out of your throat either you know how some of the whiskeys where they're not as smooth um yeah, you know, some of the like uh, you know, Johnny Johnny Walker or, or, or Jack Daniels or well, yeah, Jack Daniels. Is that's not a, bourbon, a whiskey. That's a bourbon, I know. But you, you know the, the the ones where they're, they're they're more like you know cheap, more cheaply made kind of whiskeys. I know this. Well, is... Well, they've got more like less single malt, mm. more grain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that, this one doesn't have uh, have that. It's got you know very, very nice. Well, it does say on the side of the box that it is a single malt. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. It's it's got that smoothness to it, and I think it's pretty good for a. Um, a twelve-year-old to have that really complexity, like com- sorry, that really complexity, that complexity to the type of sweetness that it is. Mm. Like you can sort of go, oh, like it's a like you take a different breath in, and you're like, oh, yeah, no, it really got honey that time, and oh, something different, maybe a little bit more polleny sort of smelling, oh, I hope you don't get hay fever. <laughs> <laughs> so th- th- this would be uh, a Highland whiskey? Uh, yes, it would yeah. be a Highland. Well, actually, it's a Spayside. Spayside whiskey. Yeah, you know, right. from alongside yeah. um, the old River Spay, um, I'm guessing, because that's where it's located. Yeah, no, that's Spayside, I'm sure. It'll probably say on the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> hopeless, absolutely hopeless. Um, Yeah. So, Speyside. 
Cardo is a soft, smooth, Speyside single malt acclaimed for its elegant style and silky texture. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I, I'd, I'd say that's probably bang on the money. Mm. It, it really is. Um, but I was, I was looking at, so we picked up a copy at some stage along the way of Whiskey Classified um, from, and that's by David Wishart. And um, that's quite an interesting little take on it as well. It pretty much says what you did about the, the location and everything like mm. that and the founding of, oh, he signed this one. Huh. I wonder where we picked that up from or whether someone got it for us as a gift. Oh, I wonder if Eugene got it for us as a gift. No idea. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it, he sort of goes through it all and um, and also sort of goes through the the flavour profile as well. So he's given it sort of – I think it must go – I'm not sure how the um, this works, but he's given it one dot for body, three for sweetness – one for smoky. Mm, interesting. One for honey. One for spicy. Oh, I get that. It's a little bit, um, a little bit Christmassy. A little bit of that, um, sort of cardamomy kind of taste that I get when I'm making the Christmas mm. cake with your mum. Not as Christmassy as the other other whiskey you had. No, 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 time. no. That was an Australian one, and that was designed to be yeah. very Christmassy. What, what, what was that one? Do you remember what it was called? Um, I'd have to look up yeah. the the name of the distillery. It's from South Australia, I think. I'd I'd, I'd have to have a quick look mm. at it. Um, can I go on my yes, little so, journey yeah, yeah. of how this one tastes? Yeah, yeah. Um, like you, it got two points for nutty, um, <laughs> and two also for malty, fruity, and floral. So interesting the the flavors that we picked up there ourselves because I'm um, pretty amateur when it comes to the the tasting notes and stuff. Hey. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's it's we yeah. like drinking whiskey. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> That's right. It's like it's like one of the extremes. It's you know you can pick it up if it's like. A, uh, a one which is heavily peated, it's very easy to go, oh, yes, that's uh, very, very uh, smoky-tasting whiskey. But, uh, like, with with these ones, it's kind of like, do you like it or do you not like it kind of thing? <laughs> do you think that it's easier to get those flavours when you're at the distillery because you kind of get that sense of it being distilled around you? Mm, mm. Oh, there's certainly the the smell of the the whiskies come through in uh, in the, the buildings because it just seems to uh, just permeate, permeate the building. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a very uh, in, very interesting because I guess that angel chair has to go somewhere. So <laughs> uh, into the walls seems as good a place as any. It goes to the angel. <laughs> but I think that it's. It's something that I go, I've probably overlooked before in pubs. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you go somewhere and you're like, oh, I wouldn't mind a whiskey. And I've seen Cardo a f few times and not really thought a lot of it. I think I usually go towards those sort of peatier kind of whiskies. But this, after dinner, I reckon it'd be quite nice. Mm -hmm. I, could, I could imagine a bit of that. But um, the, the Christmas whiskey, I was just trying to find what that was called and I think it was called and pronounce. I'm going to get the pronunciation wrong, but it's iniquity. Oh, okay. Um, and so it was a Christmas edition 2019, which was done for the Whiskey Club in Australia. Um, so it was it was quite quite good. Um, and yeah, I was right, handcrafted in South Australia. Very cool. That yep. was is a really good. I'm, I'm really sad we drank it all before we got a chance to do a a, a Wattscast about it. And I've got Christmas cake left over. Yeah. So, um, it. Uh, I, do you know what? Oh, you don't really like the Christmas cake, do you? Mm. 
Because the Christmas cake isn't like your normal kind of Christmas cake. It's a old recipe from your great-grandmother and probably from before then. And it's made with semolina and um, it's also made with – what is doing that? That's nuts. So it's made with semolina and also uh, – That's so weird. Um, semolina and cashew nuts. Mm-hmm. And I think it's your work phone. <laughs> um, so semolina, cashew nuts, and, you know, like lots of fruit and stuff like that that goes into it. But there's some weird stuff. Like there's an ingredient called chow chow. Right, okay. And it's got preserved pumpkin, um, which is um, – Remember we saw that at um, uh, da, 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 the you know living on the land. Mm-hmm. We did that tour, and they had these things called winter melons. Yeah. Do you remember seeing those mm-hmm. big things? Um, so the pump, pumpkin preserve is dried winter melon. You know how you you dry and it's like kind of candy. Wait, so it's it's pumpkin. It's called uh, pumpkin preserve. But it's made out of a melon. Correct. Right. Okay. That uh, it's a weird Chinesey thing. Makes total sense. <laughs> but it's it's so different, and it's it's really nice. And I think we mastered it this year. Oh, it's got things like rose water in it, and honey, and um, lots of butter and sugar. <laughs> so good. So it's a really Eurasian Christmas cake. Um, actually, it's Sri Lankan. Sri Lankan. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I sent some home with um one of the one of my staff at work. Um, she's Anglo-Indian and I sent some home for her mum because her mum quite often tucks me a bit of cake every now and again. And so I was just like, oh, really proud of it this year. I'll see what, I'll, I'll see what Doris thinks. And so sent a bit of cake home, um, with my colleague and apparently it reminded her of something that she had in India years and years ago when she was over there. So, huh. Interesting, right? Ah, very interesting. So maybe it's like the tradition goes beyond Sri Lanka, like, you know, maybe it's from the region in general. Mm, mm. But, yeah, love a good cake. But I'm thinking that this whiskey would actually go really well with that that Christmas cake. So might have to save myself a dram. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm quite happy with that. Yep, no, it's very nice. Did you want to hear about the other? Uh, yes, the other. Tour? Oh, sorry, I knew there was something that you were going to come yeah. in with. Uh, so the other one is a guided tour of the whiskey making process at the Cardu Distillery, and a short history on it being pioneered by a woman. Uh, this is then followed by a tutored nosing and tasting of six of their single malts. Nice. Um, so, and you'll also get a, a complimentary uh, Cardu. Glen Carn glass, which is that uh, bulb kind of uh, yeah, they're beautifully looking. shaped. I mean, they're designed for really smelling that whiskey mm. as well as tasting it. But yeah, uh, don't drive to that one. Hey, do, <laughs> do you remember that uh, um, the whiskey tasting that we went to, where there was a gentleman there who I, I don't know if he rode a motorbike or if he drove a car, but he couldn't. He only I mean, was like taking that was Abelau. That was Abelau. Yeah, yeah. So he was only taking a tiniest sip of each of the the whiskies and then just pouring the rest of it into a flask to drink later. Yeah, that was so weird though because he was just like mixing them all up. Yeah, yeah. So, so weird. So he'd have some sort of weird Frankenstein concoction because it, it was probably yeah, going- see, as opposed to me who would be like the the scientist who would have like a little a little test tube for each one yeah. and label it all nicely so I knew which one was which. 
wouldn't you be inclined to do that? Yeah, well, he could have he could have done that if he'd uh, if he wanted to. But I, I guess for him, it was more um, about getting his value for money. Yeah, yeah, no, I I, I get that. Um, why not catch a taxi? Yeah, it's funny actually. The um that we saw like different ways that people went to distilleries as well, uh, particularly when we were on Isla. Mm. Um, there was a lot of people uh, cycling between the distilleries. Yeah, um, not a lot of people. Um, oh. There were two blokes in particular that we recall quite well. Yeah. And it wasn't like, you know, you're not talking about the distilleries being side by side by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, except for, wasn't... Um, um, Lagavulin and Ardbeg were reasonably close by memory. Well, when you're driving, they're very close. <laughs> so true. But if you're cat, like, the, there's some hilly bits. Mm. And I think we met them the day that we headed over to Bunahavain. And that was like some hilly territory. And they were sweating. And yeah. we're like, should we offer them a lift? <laughs> <laughs> Did we meet those guys again on the train back to London? Um, I have a feeling, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we saw them at, like, I think that day in particular, we saw them at several distilleries. It's like, how are you still alive? Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty incredible. It was very well done on their part. Yeah. I think that that would be a way to go and do some of the distilleries there is, like, um, have bikes, but then we'd have to have bikes. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a ride around, and the weather is uh, not exactly the most um, accommodating at times. Oh, really? I mean, it got a bit windy, but that was about it. But I yeah. guess riding a bike into the wind isn't very fun. No, no, but uh, it was it, actually being on Isla was really interesting, and uh, it was I think the most interesting distillery on Isla, like uh, was uh, Jura, because you had to take the the other ferry to get there. Which was kind of cool. Like, and it was only a tiny little ferry that fit a couple yeah, of cars. Yeah, but on. how fast was that water moving? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you know, I, I really love to go up and see Corey Vrecken as well sometime, the big whirlpool that's at the opposite end of Jura from where we were. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. A whirlpool? Yeah, it's like, huh. a, it's like a proper, like, huh. would suck a ship in. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But um, that's why. Um, I don't know. There's lots of stuff to see as well. Like, you're not just talking about whiskey and, and that kind of thing. It's beautiful countryside, amazing seafood. Mm. And I kind of am still edging to go back there for my 40th. Do you remember that tartan store that uh, apparently, like, lots of the royals go to get their, their tartan and stuff uh, made? Yeah. I think we found that out after the fact. But the bloke who ran it, he was the most lovely person. Mm. And, you know, he just, he couldn't show us enough stuff. Yeah. And I really regret not getting a nice tweed or something like that and getting a nice jacket or something like that made up. Especially, like, Dad was right. We do. We go up to um, Hong Kong quite a bit and we could have gotten something tailored really nicely up there with that fabric. Mm. So, it's kind of a missed opportunity. But maybe it's an opportunity that we can take up. And also, as you get older... You get a bit wider. <laughs> so maybe if I get it done now, it'll last me for a lifetime. Maybe. As opposed to if I'd done it then, I mean, I think I, yeah, I probably put on at least a dress size, maybe a little bit more since those days. So, yeah, I probably would have gone, oh, I wish I fit into that jacket. Whereas now I'll be like, I fit into the jacket permanently <laughs> unless I do something silly like eat a whole cake. <laughs> 200 times. 
Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. So on the uh, the, the car door, we uh, we're giving it a, a, a pass. It's a it's oh, a, it's a ha- yeah, yeah, definitely. It's an easy pass. Mm. Um, it's it's something that, like I said, I really regret not picking it up and drinking it more often when I've had the opportunity. I've always sort of overlooked it, but it's actually really nice drinking. So we'd like to say thank you very much, Tim, for uh, for giving us the bottle of Cardo. Yes, absolutely. Um, if you're lucky, we might save you a wee dram. I can't say the same about the Christmas cake because <laughs> it's it's nearly the end of January and, um, <laughs> you know, these things have got to come to an end. I might make another one for Easter, so if you want to head on over, <laughs> you can try it then. Man, Christmas stuff, though, it's, it's like you really – the the things you, you get at Christmas, um, they're kind of specific. Like turkey, you generally don't eat that any other time of year. Not true. What? When, Not when, true. When when else do you eat it? Well, we had a turkey leg, and it was not Christmas time. We, that we were in, we were in Walt Disney World, and that's the thing you do when you go to Walt Disney World. Yeah, I think Americans. No, no, that's the thing that you do once, once when you yeah. go to. I'm never again. It was too strappy and. Yeah. Blah. I think one of the things is the Americans they eat more turkey than we do. I think they eat turkey all year round, uh, and then they definitely eat like turkey at Thanksgiving and then at Christmas. Mm. So they're, they're bang up for it. But for me, it's kind of like turkey is one of those those um, uh, meats where you kind of like go, oh yeah, turkey, because you only have it once a year, and you forget that uh, you don't like it as much as you think you do. Mm. And so you go, turkey, awesome, rocking, and then you get to Christmas and you have it and you go, I'm done for another year. <laughs> you know? Is it like KFC? No, like you- KFC, you can have a lot more than that. <laughs> well, no, but like you have it and then you're like, yeah, I'm done for a while. And sometimes that while is like, you know, three months. Yeah. Other times it's a month. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. But but generally speaking, it's one of those things where it's like, wow, that was really fatty and salty. It was good while it lasted, but I feel a bit weird now. I remember a phlebotomist telling me once that she could tell if people had had KFC the, um, the day before they had their bloods done. Oh, really? She said, it makes your blood go a weird kind of cloudy <laughs> I was just like, oh, gross. You should try that next time you give blood. Because you, you give blood as a legitimate thing. Yes, yeah. Which is a, a really good sporting thing of you to do. I think you're not supposed to have really fatty stuff before giving plasma. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, do you only give plasma now? Uh, generally speaking, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes whole blood, but generally plasma. Okay. But if you can, uh, do. it's um. Yes, highly recommend <coughs> it. Um, probably saved my life a few times. Mm. I don't think you've ever had to have blood yet, have you? No. No. Keep it that way, kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a good way to be. But, um, yeah, it's one of those unfortunate things that I can't participate in that because turns out you have a blood cancer. They don't want your blood anymore. <laughs> that's right. But that's okay. I give it, I give it up for both of us. Well, I will do once I get back to it because, um, like, when you have, have medical things, they go, no, 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 you can't give blood anymore. And then uh, some time passes, they go, can we have your blood again, please? <laughs> so oh, really? They started to send me the, uh, the, the comeback all forgiven notes. Oh, really? So, yeah, I've just, got, I've just got, like, a few more things to do and then uh, I'll, I'll probably get back into it. It's just like, oh, God, just time now is just, like, ridiculous. Like, just, like, with work and with the shows. Yeah. And, uh, and now we're doing, um, in Perth, we've got the uh, Fringe World on at the moment. Yeah, but that's only going to be for a month. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And then that'll be done. Yes. And yeah. you've scheduled the shows really well this year. You've mm. got lots of little, bre- little breaks. It's not like we're going out every night of the week to see a show because I remember there was one Fringe that was like that. It was, like, literally – Leave work, meet you in town, go see a show, have a beer, drive home. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty sucky to see. Oh, and one. eat dinner. And we ate so much yeah. crap. 
when you see just one show as well, because most fringe shows are uh, you know a fifty minute uh, fringe hour, so fifty minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if we actually we actually saw one yesterday. It was supposed to be a fringe hour and ended up being under thirty minutes. So I was like going, oh. That's a, if you paid for this, you'd be... You'd be, you'd be yeah, you'd be. I, I, I agreed with that review. But I thought the show was excellent. I thought that it was unusual and I thought it was really good for fringe content. Yeah, no, no, it was. It just needed to be... A little bit longer. Longer, mm. yeah. I think nerves probably paid a, played yeah. a factor there. Well, that's the thing is like when you're, when you're a performer, uh, you rehearse your show uh, and you pace your show out in a certain way, uh, but then the adrenaline kicks in. Uh, when you're doing the performance mm. and then your 50 minute show gets condensed to a 30 minute show because you're going at it like a bull at a gate <laughs> she seemed real well paced when she was performing it though mm, mm. it was good but yeah i i get what you're saying yeah but yeah so uh but- lots lots of things on but um you'll get back to the yeah. blood, blood Def- giving. definitely want to get back to uh giving giving blood uh once a month um and uh, yeah it's cuz important um speaking of lots of things happening mm. there's a new podcast happening is there now yeah ah. we're teaming up with our buddies from the after dark podcast network and and it's called halfway around the world no it's not half a world away half a world away <laughs> oh i knew i was going to bugger it up <laughs> Dagnamit. So um, I believe that that's um, heading to the airways fairly soon. Cool. So that that is uh, you and me. Uh, mm-hmm. Which do we actually say our names? Like, because uh, probably not. Yeah. Because I'm Lewis and uh, I'm Catherine. Yeah, and we we do lots of other podcasts together, like Diz Down Under, uh, with um, uh, my co-host from uh, Unscripted the Film Show, Rachel Cecilia. We also do Tangent City. Uh, no, no, no. Sorry, the way you said that makes it sound like Rachel does. Diz Down Under. Oh. So you and I do Diz Down Under. Yes. And then there's Unscripted the Film Show, mm-hmm. which is actually a radio show that you do, but you release as a podcast. Yes. And that's got yourself, Cecilia, Rachel, and Arda, and sometimes other people. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bit of a mashup show that we do, Tangent City, which is like a, I don't know, it's kind of like a everything show, isn't it? Yes. So um, we largely talk about pop culture and like film and TV and that kind of thing. But we do get a bit swearsy <laughs> and we generally um, have some bubbly or something going on there. So um, that's always good fun. So that's generally you, me, Cecilia and Rachel. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we get the lovely Chris joining us as well. So that's quite good. And then there's, of course, Was Cast. Mm-hmm. And now there's Not Dead Yet, which is Rachel and I. And it took five podcasts. So the gentleman of pop culture existed prior to Diz Down Under. It was something that I started because I thought that you and your friend Jason would be perfect doing a podcast together. We never got round to that. <laughs> I tried. I tried my best. I dropped so many hints. Yeah. And the the podcast itself was going to be called The Gentleman of Pop Culture because you guys were gentlemen and you love pop mm. culture. You're mad for it, absolute nerds for it. So that didn't happen. And so that then became the network when we started doing Diz Down Under. And then obviously, you know, networks expand, you get new shows, new content and everything like that. I finally actually managed to get a logo done two years later, (laughs) two years after Diz Down Under and probably I'd say four years after, after the Gentleman of Pop Culture. Maybe longer. 
Yeah, maybe a little bit longer. I'm trying to think. So it's probably around the around the same time that we all used to go to Deville's and like those kind of places, which has been shut for a long time. Yeah, long, long time ago. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, finally got that done, which is nice. But, but I think, yeah, I think what we're trying to say is there's lots of content on the uh, General Pop Culture Network. So yeah. um, if you do want to listen to the shows, oh, just and- jump onto the Gentleman of Pop dot com mm. and and you can find everything there, which is kind of cool. Yeah, but Half a World Away is going to be on the After Dark Podcast Network. So Correct, <laughs> so I believe. I'll have to put a link on there somewhere. So. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Um, we've got the the mates page. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll link something up. We'll work it out. It's all fine. Um, so I think we're about done, unless you want to try a Glenmorangie. Um, okay, what is it? A special Glenmorangie, is it? Yeah, it's a special one, but, and I thought we could try it. But then I've got to finish this one quickly. Okay, I'll finish this one. You've quickly. got the tiniest of mouthfuls left. <laughs> um, you might need to slide your glass over a little bit. Could you be more painful? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unbelievable. <sighs> so um, this one is the Glenmorangie Alter. And it's a private edition number 10. Ooh. Um, again, it's one of the ones I sourced through um, the Whiskey Club. And it's a, yeah, just a private edition that they did. But um, the really cool thing about this, and I kind of got into um, making sourdough at one stage and didn't get, I, I don't have time. <laughs> it's, it's, again, that time poor kind of thing, but I'd really love to do it more often. But this particular um, uh, whiskey is... Like the the crude beer that they make to do the whiskey is actually created with their own wild yeast. Oh. So I think that that's pretty cool. And that's uh, created with their own wild yeast, not their own wild geese. So because <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> that would be weird. Um, the uh, yeah, Glen uh, Glenmorangie is uh, yeah. I think it's a staple of any uh, single malt whiskey drinker. Um, you'll you'll find a bottle of Glenmorangie in their uh, collection or, or, or several of them, and uh, you'll usually find that they uh, will either pronounce it correct Glenmorangie, or they might pronounce it Glenmorangie. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm uh, gonna pop this cork. Oh, that was a nice little little soft yeah. one. It's been it's we've half drunk it. <laughs> I, I think the uh, I, I think the, the the best way to remember how to pronounce it is uh, Glenmorangie doesn't taste orangey. Yeah, I don't know. Um, this particular expression, as it were, um, always reminds me of lotus biscuits. It's lotus got that, biscuits? Yeah, it's kind of, you know those lotus biscuits, like the speckaloose? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you're going to have to lean. Uh, thank you. Um, yeah, it always reminds me of that. Again, kind of similar in colour. Maybe just a little bit lighter. Yeah, a little bit lighter, yeah. But only marginally so. Um, in a like slightly more yellowy kind of way instead of a deeper kind of orange. It doesn't have that hint of red in it. <laughs> what? I, did, I just keep thinking. The colour palette. <laughs> well, well, the, the thing is, right, there's – you've got like a, with whiskey, it goes from being a clear liquid, right, mm-hmm. to being a, a dark liquid depending on how long it's sitting in the barrels mm-hmm. and what sort of barrels it's sitting in. Mm-hmm. What other liquid, depending on like, you know, how hydrated you are <laughs> – It's not hydration. I, 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 know, I know. It's not. It's not. It's, it's, no. It's, it's can we of, not? It's, but seriously, like oh. you know, that's got. That's got to be like the, the way. Like if you're like if if you if you look at it, it's just known. If you look at it, like uh, with your wee, it's like if you're well hydrated, it's almost like clear, like a new spirit. 
but if you're not drinking enough water, then you're looking at it like a fine 18-year-old, is, is what I'm saying. Uh. So that's how you could you know, uh, judge your, your whiskies. Uh, and I think this one here, uh, he, he, they, they need to drink a bit more water. Well, I think generally most <laughs> of the whiskies that we drink need a lot more water. Yeah. Not the whiskies. <laughs> no, no, no. But if there was to be a, a sample. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So that is um, that is um, how that looks. <laughs> I'm glad that you're able to ruin that experience for me. Thank you. But don't you like? Do you get that biscuity? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, it's, to- it's toasty, toasty. I get biscuity, that sweet, sweet, sweet biscuity oh. like that. But you know, like the, not the sweet, sweet biscuits. Like you know those malt biscuits mm. that I get from New Zealand. Yeah. It reminds me of those. The ones you make the uh, lolly cake out of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> lolly cake. Oh, there's another story for another day. Um, but definitely like somewhere between there and the Lotus Biscuit. Or Speckaloose. Oh, that's so sweet. Bit of, it's quite woody. Like when you're not like, not overpowering, but there's a, a woody taste just as you swallow it. Mm. And it's a little bit like not necessarily harsher, but maybe... Is it higher in alcohol content? Yeah, it sits at fifty-one point two. Ah, right. Because that is that uh, a cast Card- strength compared to no, no, it's not no? cast strength. Fifty-one point two is not cast. Because cast, cast is, is about like 60? sixty-four. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, whereas Cardu sits at a charming little forty. Ah. It really is a lovely ladies' whiskey. Cardu is. Yeah, like in terms of ladies if I was whiskey. more no, but don't you think like it's got that really nice like that they it, it's got that really smooth subtle it's not as brash in terms of the alcohol content mm-hmm. as well and it's just something that reminds you of a lady mm. there's complexities <laughs> i think it's a good be- it's gonna get angry with yeah. you <laughs> i think it's a good beginner's uh whiskey as, as i said mm. I think that, yeah maybe that's why i should get rachel on too because rachel's always said i'd love to try whiskey maybe cardo's the dram We've had a try whiskey before. No, we've had a try brandy. Oh, okay, brandy. Uh, no, not brandy. It? Sorry, it was cognac. Cognac, right, right. And and uh, <laughs> and Alex was just like, um, yeah, I don't know whether Rachel's much of a cognac <laughs> drinker. I think it, it took her by surprise. Um, but I must say, this 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 one's quite nice, and I I would drink it again. Um, what do you get from it apart from? Do you just get biscuity? Um, I, I thought it's a, um, it's kind of. I get the citrusy. Apple. I thought it was apple-y, kind of oh. an apple smell. Do you have the um, the tasting notes for this one? Uh, hang on. No, you're right. Maybe somewhere. I get something citrusy, like not yuzu, because I don't want to be completely wanky about it. But that there's something just a bit unusual and citrusy. What one was this? What is it called again? Sorry. Um, it's the Glenmorangie Alter A L L T A. It's right. a private private edition number ten. Blows me away just how many different uh, whiskies the uh, distillers have brought out. Mm. Like. You know, at one point it was just like you have, uh, you know, your, your main whiskies and mm. there may be like two or three of them. Yeah. But like there's just so many where th- that you've got here. So, um, oh, yeah. Have you got the tasting notes? Because I've found them. Um, oh, no, I've, I've already got tasting notes, oh. but um, I was um, quite interested about the process. So. Mm. Um, the Saccharomyces diameth um, actually grows, um, which is a wild yeast, actually grows naturally on the um, on the barley up there. So they basically do like a 
natural fermentation using the wild yeast to ferment the beer, which I think is really cool. Because um, the, the, the beer is called a wash. Is uh, that, that That's what the crude beer is called, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yep, that is correct. Well done. You get a point for that one. Uh, but I think that's quite interesting. Um, they actually they age it in ex bourbon barrels, which doesn't really surprise me. Isn't all whiskey aged in ex bourbon barrels? Initially? Not necessarily. Oh, but they- initially, like sometimes they are just put in straight onto like sherry and stuff. Oh, I thought that was always like bourbon first, and then they got from the other. No, depends on what hmm. notes they want to get. I think there's lots of little experiments happening out there. So. The notes from Glenmorangie are rounded with biscuity, yeasty tones. So there you go. There's your, your biscuit now. Yeah. So. Um, gentle floral notes of carnations and palmer violets, very specific. Baking bread, which is probably yeast. Um, very gentle vanilla, soft raisins, and sweet mandar- mandarin orange. Um, so Glenmorangie. Does taste a bit orangey. It's a bit orangey. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing is that uh, made me laugh when you said that their traditional label is orange. Yeah. Well, is <laughs> so actually- couldn't you say Glenmorangie? It's orangey. Yeah. Well, it, it, Billy Connolly, I think he actually did do a song uh, where he said Glenmorangie uh, tastes a bit orangey. But the only reason he did that was because he couldn't rhyme anything else with orange. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Ah, oh, you are a wealth of information. <laughs> um, but it's quite nice, I believe. Ooh. And I've actually had it a couple of times with a bit of um chili chocolate. And and that's been quite nice. Have you now? Yeah, because I like dark chocolate and whiskey. Mm. It makes me happy. <laughs> Almost as happy as whiskey does on its own. Yes. Well it's it's got like it's a very um uh this whiskey is very citrusy because like the the second note said it was a a crisp citrus texture that tastes of butter candy more cream vanilla orange syrup with a little yeast in the background and then mm. gentle mint and a suggestion of sweet chili oh that might be why the chili chocolate went with it mm. so well and just that, enhanced that side of it yeah and then another one said uh, long and earthy with hints of bittersweet orange and peppermint mm. I do get that peppermint, but right on the back, it's kind of like I've just brushed my teeth, but not in a, an offensive kind of way. You know mm. that 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 feeling that you get on the back of your palate after you've brushed your teeth. Mm, mm. It's like that cooling effect. I I can understand the peppermint. Yeah, no, I can. I can. It's got that uh, residual heat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe that's that's the one. It's very nice. <laughs> it's very nice. This was this a whiskey club one. I take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why I said. I, scored it through them but i think you can get it through a couple of bottle shops so worth worth checking that one out yeah and uh, i would recommend if you are in uh, you know in scotland uh checking out the glen uh, orange doing their their tour because it's uh again one of the more famous like you know glen orange is everywhere like yeah. you, know, you go to a bottle o and you'll see uh, a variety of uh, bottles there you go to an airport and you'll see like even more that you can't get in the bottlers. True, um, but yeah, there's, there's some real, you know, just amazing stuff they've got. So I would, uh, yeah, recommend getting out there and some really nice glasses you can buy as well. <laughs> yeah, goodness knows we've got enough whiskey glasses. It's really funny because you know you got too many whiskey glasses when you end up with a couple of favourites that you use over and over and over again at the front. And these particular ones, which are beautiful, beautiful crystal glasses. And they've got that beautiful loop going through them. Maybe I'll post something to the Instagrams or something. But they 
so because it's something obviously Diageo did for a lot of their distilleries. So we've got the Cardu one. We've also got the Klein Leash. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, or is that Cragmore? Oh, I'm not sure now. It's got a C on it. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it's just like guess the C. <laughs> um, so we got that one as well. And they're just beautiful glasses, but they'd sort of been stuck to one side of the cabinet and a little bit dusty. Like, not lots dusty, just a little bit dusty. Had to give them a bit of a wash before we could break them out. Well, that was the reason why we, uh, you know, changed things around with the uh, um, the, the plates and stuff and, and, the, and the cups. Like, you know, it, we won't do it with the whiskey glasses, but we had a lot of mugs and we never used them. So we eventually end up throwing out most of our mugs and we've just got a small selection now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, with the whiskey ones, maybe you've got to cycle through them so that uh, none of them get, you know, missed out. That's true. I think this is Crag and Moor. I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's Klein Leash. Okay. Klein Leash is the one with the fox. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm a wealth of information. Yep, definitely Crag and Moor. There you go. Sweet. I, I, I like to, like, you know, finish things <laughs> and wrap things up in a nice little bow, but, um, any other notes that you want to give on that? No, I think we should should finish up. You should save the uh, the podcast uh, and, then, and then and get this one out there. Yeah, I see what you did there. Yeah. Thank you. Um, well, we'll catch you next time. Hopefully, it'll be a little bit sooner than Bye. last one. This podcast has been brought to you by the gentlemen of pop culture.